I'm stoked and excited to have our guest today, Squint, to be on Small Moment Big Impact Podcast. I know there are a lot of aspiring photographers out there, folks who are doing documentaries on music, on film, on just all lifestyles all around. And today I have a special guest, Squint, who actually does this on a day-to-day basis. Uh, it takes beautiful sports photography and is doing some fabulous documentaries that we'll be getting uh, into uh, during this podcast session. In the world of sports photography, there's just so many frames per second that you can take, mm. right? How do you, I, th- I watch a lot of sports. I'm a big Raiders fan. You don't have to tell me who you're a fan with, but. Niners. <laughs> oh, there you go. <laughs> in, in the game of sports, there's so many uh, areas that you can focus on, so many players that you can shoot. Um, in your line of business, how do you figure out who you should shoot and when? Do you have to be kind of like following the hockey puck or do you know where it's going? Like well, well, it's interesting. Like, I kind of came into like sports photography wasn't the most conventional way. Okay. And so, usually, like whenever I I'm doing that, I'm usually working for a player or a brand or something like that. Got it. So I'm usually able to focus on one person or a few people. It usually it's someone that I has have a relationship with, and so it makes it kind of easier. Like I'm not, and I wouldn't necessarily call myself like a sports photographer which is interesting like there's some guys that are just like incredible like the way that they shoot and you know but i'm I'm more of like a documentarian storyteller so Mm -hmm. um if you notice like a lot of my work is very intimate very deep like you can see like the texture of it like i'm more concerned about like the grit and the grind like before you take a shot versus like actual scoring or certain things like if it's a dunk it's different you know yeah Uh, there's like a process that got you to that result and that's what you're exactly getting into yeah and so you you kind of see that but um usually you know i've been fortunate to shoot some of the most and have relationships with a lot of the most elite athletes of like all time and so it's kind of exciting to be able to have those moments and like you kind of know what to expect from certain people like if it's a shot from steph curry you know like He's not going to go to the paint all the time. He's yeah. going to shoot from the locker, you know, or something yeah. crazy or, you know, just to grip from like a Draymond or, you know. Um, and, and then there there's certain times where you capture like people that you that are on opposing teams that you have to capture. Like yeah. obviously like a Kobe Bryant, yeah. a LeBron James. Oh, you know? definitely. Um, Some of the greatest. Yeah. You know, so. And they're going up against players that you're shooting. Like, yeah. And yeah. if they get dunked on, that's even a more wild shot there. Yeah, I might not post it. Yeah. But, <laughs> but I'll have it in my own personal archive. It'll be on the sports yeah. relay. Yeah, yeah. So how did you uh, get into um, this line of business? I know just getting into photography and what, Canon Mark 5D, I don't know, back in the days, I tried photography mm-hmm. at weddings. You know, you during wedding seasons, all your friends are getting married. You're like, oh, I pull out a, a camera and I'm going to take some photos myself. And then I had learned post-editing and all those other things, and that wasn't fun. Yeah. So how did you get into the business? Or what inspired you to get into photography to begin with? Well, when I was eight, um, I really got into cinematography. Okay. Um, and I got into, like, filming. So I was part of, like, um, a local, like, um, public access channel. You okay. know, like, and it happened, like, it's interesting. Like, at, at five, I was, like, always exposed to, like, arts. Like, my parents, like, we had a really big art house. Like, we would sketch, paint, 
you know. Nice. Um, do collages, music. Like, my other siblings, like, they're really excellent at music. That was, like, not my strength. Yeah. <laughs> it was like I was at a friend's house, and their mother was running late um, to drop us off. And she was like, hey, can we just bring, you know, um, talk, bringing me to the studio. And they needed, like, an extra cameraman. I was eight years old. And wow. I didn't stop, like, working with them until I was 18. So. Wow that kind of like helped on the filming side and photography um i got into it like 10 11 at 12 i knew like this is what i'm doing for the rest of my life you know like uh, 12 yeah. years old like i knew like this is what it is like i wrote a list like first person was like uh nas maxwell like met the man kobe jordan no jordan yeah kobe you know like or iverson and like uh and i just had like this extensive list that i still have to this day of like who i'm going to be working with and uh I, I found a career in it, and it kind of, like, evolved over time, you know. And for the last 11 years, I've been doing it full-time. Wow. Congratulations. And that's amazing. You started to manifest at a really young age who you were going to shoot. Mm -hmm. And that really drove your goals and ambitions even higher and higher. Yeah. So when you were shooting at 10 years old or at 8 years old, um, what type of camera were you using back then? Well, this is crazy. Well, at 8, like, um, like I, I church had like a local uh show and okay. it like eventually like got bigger and bigger and bigger um and so like the kind of cameras they have like those huge television cameras like with the steering wheel you know uh -huh. like it's like a huge rig huge massive and the headsets you know so i learned like um just really how to run production at a young age like a really young age and i was like terrified you know like i mean these are some huge you I know bet. like expensive cameras you know and um and to actually have that kind of access to run it and, and i remember they're like man you did very well like you should consider it and so like i said from the age of eight to 18 like eventually i started getting paid for it but um that was like my first you, you yeah, built a yeah. knack for it yeah. uh, right away now with all the fancy red cameras yeah. and they're much lighter you yeah can, like, rigs that come out i used to do a stint with uh, hgtv we filmed a show called flip it to win it and just to watch gaffers lighting so many people that come in just for one shot yeah and that's something that you're dealing with now on a day-to-day -day basis yeah you're documenting yeah and and um and i mean going back to your question too about like what was my first camera yep like at 12 i had like a i would like use oh man this is crazy I think even at 11, my mother, like those old school cameras that you would um do like this, square. This, this, this. Um, it's like you see them at like Marine World or yeah. Great America. Um, yeah, there are cardboard boxes and then you had to have... No, them. not even before that. Like that's too advanced. I'm talking what? about like I think, I don't know if it's the 120 okay. where you would put like the... It's like your typical like tourist okay. <laughs> camera. And, uh, and then Christmas came around and my friends like bought me like this like spring camera from like... Um, it was like Nikon, okay. and I did some crazy stuff with that. And then, like, when I was 14, I saved up and I bought my first camera. Oh. It was a film camera, uh, Nikon N50. Wow. I still have it to this day. And um, and you should. That, yeah. Keeping that in yeah. for keepsake. Yeah. Right I mean, I won, like, a lot of prestigious awards with that thing. So wow. um, that was, like, really is my baby, you know? Yeah. Uh, what would you say is the first award that you receive because i know throughout your career you get a lot of different accolades for different things what is the most memorable one uh that you've received um the um, i won one from the house of representative white house 
Okay. That was like insane. At 16 years old. Um, 16? Yeah. And it was interesting. Like my mother, my aunt, and my grandmother were all fighting, like, who gets the award, <laughs> you know? So somehow it's at my house right now. Okay. Um, but yeah, I mean, it's like beautiful seal. It's it's incredible. I just recently saw it. Like it's been like ten years since I seen it, and I just was in love with it. Um, and there was another time like I won an award. Uh, I mean, I won like a lot of awards at an early age from all over the world, all, all over the nation. Mm-hmm. And uh, you know, like you get, it comes with a grant, it comes with like good exposure, and like they want you to tell a speech. Yeah. So when I go, like I won, and I they're like, "What do you have to say about your work? This is crazy." And it was like four different images. And I turned it right side up, so it won upside down. And my mother was like, you know, she's like, Christopher, don't do that, you know. And I was like, it's upside down. What do you want me to do, you know? And that was, like, really cool, you know. Oh, so, oh, wait, I'm just processing. So it won being upside, upside down, down, and yeah. you had to. Yeah, and I flipped it, cr- it right side up, you know. So <laughs> there, uh, That's the thing about art. Yeah. Right? It's it's all on perception of how someone else perceives and you know, be able to take a look at yeah. it. Yeah, and that so. was, like. Yeah, that was a cool moment, you know. <laughs> That's pretty awesome. That's pretty awesome. And just throughout your your career, uh, were there any mentors or anybody that you know helped you through the process? Because I know it's not easy going at it alone. Yeah, I mean, I I had a lot of great mentors. Like um, um, the ones that were actually involved in my life. Like I, you know, we had certain people at our like church that kind of helped guide and and. Um, help a lot of it was my friends like they okay. were like my subjects for years like we would do some crazy stuff like the wolf pack yeah, yeah like really you know very close knit friends and uh we had some really just cool moments of traveling like we did a lot of travel like since like eighth grade you know um so i've always been like accustomed to that life yeah um but like i had in high school like it was i had a mentor Bob Adams he was like my old basketball coach like he was incredible like just very supportive mm-hmm. um my family um yeah and then I, I obviously like the people that I would look up to like I'm really good at like imagining things so like Gordon Parks Irvin Penn mm-hmm. uh um Richard Avedon um like these are like big photographers that I would study and Lee uh, Andy Leibowitz like some of the greats the greats yeah. you know and Jonathan Mannion who's yeah. more current um, and just over the years, like, I would just fantasize, like, man, if I wanted to shoot, like, I would do just like this, you know? Yeah. What would you say that makes you uh, stand apart from other uh, photographers or folks who are documenting or creating brands around uh, people? What's your edge that you put into your photography or just what you do? Yeah. Um, just I, I think like more than anything, I'm more of a master of relationships. Okay. Like if I were to pinpoint my strength in life, like I'm very great at building people. Like that was always like it's interesting, like it's kinda of therapeutic, but uh when I first started, like I wanted to be an architect. Like okay. a lot of people like in the arts, I was like I know how to read blueprints, I would map out certain things and so um and I don't know why it didn't happen, which is weird, but I would hang around a lot of architects as I was getting older, and and people, it's interesting. Like a friend recently told me, he's like, "Man, you became that." He's like, "You built people." I think that the distinction of my work is the intimacy. Like I actually know the culture, I know the people, um, I know what I'm looking for, you Mm -hmm. know. And I and I do it from like a place of integrity, you know. Like I'm not like looking for clickbait. I'm not looking for like 
hey, give me this exclusive story and exploit my friends. Like, it's kind of weird. Like, yeah. would you take photos of your friends and send them to no. TMZ or anything like that and just expect the relationship to be the same? And What so, you're doing is genuine and authenticity. Yeah. And that's what's, like, lacking in our social media world and everything else now everything is about that mm -hmm. hot topic and like what you said the clickbait yeah so you're actually building intimacy relationship a, a personal connection with the person that you are uh, working with and that kind of embodies from what i'm seeing and what i've seen in your work on your instagram is that when somebody's eyes is on the camera you can actually feel like an emotion from it too at the exactly. same time yeah and and i, and I think like I think because I don't have your most traditional background in sports photography, like it's really in document t documentaries and documentary, and that's I'm a documentarian. So um, any chance I get an opportunity to allow that to happen, I'm always gonna gravitate toward that if I could, you know. And so um, I'll shoot like a medium format, which is like a slower pace. Like mm -hmm. like my my equipment out there isn't as like obviously I have a big telephoto lenses and things like that, um, but sometimes I want to get more in depth and I have a great way of like connecting with people yeah. all around so they give me like better access you know like I'm at these people's houses like I drive with them to the stadium so I get to see more of the emotion so I'm not desperate for that shot like yeah. I'm going to get the shot you know because yeah. then you're more in that space it's kind of similar to what we do in real estate I tell everybody as a real estate uh, as, as a real estate agent a realtor a broker an agent we're in the most intimate spaces of people's lives we're in their bedroom, in their closet, and so many other aspects of their home, in their kitchen, even before they buy it. And because we built such a great personal connection to them and helping them reach their goals, once they acquire the property, they invite us back and we're there for their birthdays, kids' birthdays, all sorts of things, bar mitzvahs, everything that's happening in their life. We become a agent for life per se it sounds exactly. like similar to a lot similar to what you yeah. do so as you are working with the client i know that in order to build a really good personal relationship you have to show vulnerabilities too right you have to have discussions and share about your family and your strengths your weaknesses your trials tribulations breakdowns breakthroughs all that good stuff um tell me a little bit about your family uh, where do you want to start? Yeah, well, how many <laughs> well, are in your family? Yeah, yeah. Uh, well, I grew up, um, so I grew up in Palo Alto. Okay. A family of six. I was the oldest of four. That's uh, a big family. Yeah, and so three boys and a girl. Um, the crazy thing is, like, we've always had, like, just a unique family, mm -hmm. and um, we're all born on, like, holidays, and so it's, like, crazy. Like, every child is every born child, on... Yeah. So, so you're born on which holiday? Valentine's Day. Valentine's my brother is, Day. His okay. falls on Christmas Eve. My sister used to fall on Easter. And my other brother around St. Patrick's Day. Or St. Patrick's Day. And then, uh, so then I get married. My uh, wife's birthday is on uh, Thanksgiving. <laughs> you know, it falls on Thanksgiving. Dang, so you yeah. have Valentine's Day and Thanksgiving. Yeah. You know, love and happiness. And then my sons are the same way, you know? So it's, like, crazy. They're all born on special days. So wow. it's, like, weird to... Like, after a while, you're like, whoa, this is crazy, you know? Yeah. And so, um, but yeah, in, in my family, like, um, my wife, for 14 years, I'm sorry. Congratulations. You, when you have a great marriage, you just know, like, yeah, you, you don't care about the anniversaries anymore. Um, that's really just to save my butt. Yeah. <laughs> so I don't. But people go, got, how long you know, have you been married? Uh, Not long enough. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's still. It's still <laughs> We're going for forever, yeah. so that's where my mind is. Till so infinity, I, baby. Yeah, but we have uh, three beautiful boys. Um, 
What are their names? Uh, Isaiah, Xavier, and Logan. Okay, and sense a theme to that. Yeah, so okay. Logan and Xavier named after uh, superheroes. Okay. <laughs> you know, Wolverine and Professor X. Uh, my wife wouldn't let me name him Wolverine, so she said Logan's okay. Um, <laughs> happy wife, happy life yeah, there. Yeah, it's crazy. Like, last year, I did, like, a panel for Father's Day, and I uh, was joking, like, if I have another son, I'm going to name him Wolverine. And <laughs> who would have thought? <laughs> you know? You, you know, got Logan. That, yeah. And so, uh, and Isaiah is just my name and my middle name switched around for male purposes. Yeah. You know? So, so in regards to uh, family... How do you attain balance? You've been in business now for 11 years, and I'm sure in your world you're traveling quite a bit too. Yeah. And with three young children uh, at home, how do you strike that balance? Because I got kids. Yeah. I have a seven-year-old, four-year-old, and a five-month-old baby. Oh, and wow. I know your baby is two months old. Yeah, yeah, two months, yeah. So, and we're here today filming. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, I mean, you have, to, you have to find that balance. Like, You have to be very intentional about it. You know, So it's like the sacrifices that I do, when traveling, like I do, like a lot of day trips, like a lot of day trips, and um, I mean, there's been times where I've traveled to to like New York, and I'm back in less than 24 hours. Wow! So you do the job in and out, you know, um, and I I do that a lot, you know, like I want to be very present in my kids' life, and it has to be intentional. So yep, you you work smart, not hard, you know. Like I went to the NBA Finals uh, game one, which is difficult to watch. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, it's kind of hard to even yeah. think about it. But uh, I flew out there, and I'm back in less than 24 hours. So to fly to Toronto. Wow, and yeah, back. Right. Fly to Toronto, go to the game, shoot the game on fly the plane, right. you know. And, yeah. and so your kids are, you know, like I, I really try to fly, like, when they, they're asleep um, or after dropping them off at school. Like, I really want to be present. Like, Definitely. that's the best job I'll ever have as a father. So I don't want to neglect that. Yeah, you know? and uh, living with intention and uh, for me, I see it as a priority, right? Mm -hmm. uh, just putting the family first. Well, for me, I have faith, family, friends, finance, fitness, and fun. Yeah, I'm the it's same way. I just got to add fitness. But, yeah. Yeah, but same, same thing for <laughs> yeah, me. Yeah, I think it, uh, by having that kind of the, the pillars or the structure mm -hmm. of um, the family really helps us in our business because then we always have a – a balance all the way throughout so that's amazing to hear so you probably take your kids to school and all that good yeah, stuff too yeah. and, and i mean they love it like yeah. you know they'll see me like on tv and they'll joke so they, they you know like they're very um they're excited about what we're doing and, and we we try to be very intentional allowing them to be involved with it and they're not like i mean they're not starstruck at all like they really love like you know like it's natural yeah like like my son when he's like four uh, I was like, tell him, you know, he's a huge basketball fan. Like, yeah. He sleeps. Like, I, I recently, like, found, like, some notebooks of mine. Okay. And it's like, he's drawing basketballs all in them. So I know who's did what, you know? Yeah. One's soccer, one's basketball. So um, it's like, you know, he meets Steph Curry. He's, like, four years old at the time. It's like, tell him who your favorite basketball player is. Like, it's like a whole bunch of people around him, you know? He's like, Michael Jordan. I was like, <laughs> he's like, and then you, you know? And Steph was like, nah, I would I would pick the same, you yeah. know? But it was, it was, uh, you know, like they're not starstruck at all. It's more you know? natural, yeah, uh, for them. Yeah, and I don't want them to be like thrown off by people. Like I want them to always like, if anything, I want them to know like they're the stars, they're the heroes, and not be starstruck. And exactly, you know, there's uh, there's only a level of importance if you put that importance on someone mm -hmm. there. Well, uh, at the end of the day, everybody is important, yeah. right? So we just put it as everybody's a human being. We're good to go. Yeah, exactly. From there. Yeah. Nice. So, 
Wow, that's, uh, I, there's so much that I want to get into to, to talk about like your work because I see all the players and everyone that you're shooting. Are there any uh, specific documentaries, anything that you um, are working on right now that you could share? Yeah, I'm right now I'm currently um, going back to like music. Okay. So uh, I worked for, for 10 years, I worked with like different artists and local artists and things like that. And so now it's kind of like grown just over the years of working with some of like the most iconic legendary like jazz artists and okay. so um like that's like what i'm really excited about like just yesterday we were you know we drove out three hour drive to connect with chris bowers who's just an incredible composer you know like he's done the stuff for green book he's uh -huh. done the stuff for when they see us wow. um dear white people like he kobe muse so he's nice. huge and um we got a chance to like actually be in this creative process and see wow. Yeah, so, so... See, like, the method to the madness and the greatness yeah, all yeah. unfold at the same time. Yeah, and so, like... It's got to be an amazing experience. Yeah, because it's interesting, like, a lot of people think, like, oh, you're a f sports photographer. I'm like, no, like, I would... If you notice, like, a lot of them, I shoot them like I would shoot, like, a comic. Like, if I were to, like, describe, like, a Marshawn Lynch is... He moves like Wolverine, you know? Like, Steph Curry, like, the the... The finesse of his body and how he shoots is like more like spider-man you know like yeah you see like these characters like i love shooting like um running backs like you know like like they just the way that they cut like they're built like and so i see it through that lens as like years of studying and drawing comics uh, but ultimately like i wanted to do um like wildlife uh documentaries like okay. go out in the bush and just film for months at a time yeah and, but then I got married and had kids, so... Priorities yeah. change. <laughs> yeah, like, my wife has, doesn't have any desire to do anything like that, you know? Like, you want to see the big hippopotamus grabbing the gazelle out of the yeah, water? Yeah, and coming straight at me, you know? Like, in the dirt, spiders and things like that, you know? But um, my brother's into that, so maybe okay. I can, like, hire Vicariously, him. just... Yeah, hire him with me to go and do those. Because my wife was like, I don't want to go there, like... Yeah. I watch it on TV, you yeah. know, so. Yeah, we turn turn on uh, National Geographic, and it's there. Yeah, exactly. So, um, but yeah, like that's that's kind of like the influence of what you see in the people that I shoot, you know. Yeah, like so the, the, lot for music and things now too. Exactly. And when you said that music and then architecture, I thought you were gonna throw in blueprints and talk about Jay Z and Nas and. Hey, the, I mean, those are those are guys that I've had the opportunity of being able to capture. So. Oh, you have. Yeah, I have. Oh, I nice. have. Like, I'm, and you got to keep in mind, like, um, like I said, when I was twelve, I made a list. Nas was the first person I put on the list. Yeah. And second was like Maxwell. So to actually catch those guys on tour and be able to like shoot them and have more depth with yeah. them is like a dream you know wow yeah because yeah, uh even with nas would you shoot way before he produced the album ether or prior to that nah i didn't shoot nas until like like probably like six years ago oh wow yeah okay. so not like growing i was a kid you know oh like, yeah so uh just like but i just wanted like and so it's weird like i'm really good at, like sketching or yep. Back in the day, I was like an emotional sketcher. Yeah. You know, like I would have to be mad and then I can yeah. make a masterpiece. But now I'm like happy, so yeah, <laughs> those emotions aren't there. But um, like I just knew like when I shoot Maxwell, I knew like the type of shadowing. Yeah. Uh, Nas, like like all these different people. And so. Like you knew what shot, what frame, how you wanted to have the lighting to yeah, kind of draw yeah. that all in. Yeah. Wow. It just over time, like, you know, like um, I've been like, I've been fortunate to shoot some of the greatest in the world like it's weird like I, and I think it's God like as just a blessing to have people that inspire you to actually like 
Like, think about a sport. Someone's like, like, this really happened. I was working on my website with a friend, a good friend of mine, Ralph. Mm-hmm. And we were at his house, like, had all our images laid out and redoing my website. And I was like, you know what? I need to shoot Jay-Z. I haven't shot Jay-Z. You know, like, got to shoot Jay-Z. Just yeah. got to, the next week I'm getting a call and we're flying to New York and I'm shooting Jay-Z. Like, that's, like, crazy, right? And obviously, like, it was in a setting. It wasn't, like, a full-on, like, set photo. But, like, I had opportunity to, like, you know, bump elbows with them and, yeah. you know, have a, you know, few words with them. And then yeah. it's, like, got to shoot. And then eventually, like, I got invited to um, a dinner, a small dinner where, that he was there, he and his wife, and got to, like, give him the prints and just talk about the experience. Like, like and they're like, when did you shoot these? Like, oh, you know, X, Y, Z. So... That's awesome. Pretty cool, you know? Yeah, it's like all the years of just preparation and planning and getting to the experience where you need to be and then the opportunities to show up. Yeah. And then you show up, too, at the same time. That's uh, what generally in my line of business, we try to do the same thing with training and coaching our agents. It's amazing. You know one of our original agents who started the company at EQ1 with us, Tamika Ellsworth, and, you know, just give her a quick shout-out there. Yeah, she, and, that's my sister. Like, yeah. she's, she's incredible. Like, incredible. Like, we worked in – I worked with her in my first, like, publication. So okay. I was, like, a little run-around run, you know, but she was – like, we would – It's I blame her for a lot of this. Like, like we would, like, write lists on our name. Like, uh-huh. we had, like, a whiteboard, and, and – I don't know if she remembers this exercise. I do, but we were right. Like, who can we get? Yeah. So you had like a Denzel, Robert De Niro, and like by the end of the day, you try to figure out like can you get their PR team or their management. You know, so like it kind of helped us. Like that, those drills helped us to get access to some of the elite people. You know, yeah. and she was incredible. Like she, like um, incredible writer. I don't know if she uses that skill now you know she's amazing at her work ethic and everything that she she worked if you look at this wall right here majority of these happy clients right here that we put up are her clients it's just the way that she's able to connect with the client and really help them um, get into their goals of whatever they need to do in in real estate and really create a story around it and you always need someone like that on the team that's going to get the job done at like a exceptional yeah and, and with it with a standard of excellence like yeah. tamika is like one of the best people and it's funny like even when the magazine went under like we still became i mean we still were family like we yeah. still were friends and to this day like we're connected you know we so, call her tenacious tamika here. yeah that's that's yeah. a great way yeah. to describe it, you <laughs> would know? you accept that yeah <laughs> that's a that's a great way of describing it nice you know? yeah it, it's great to have uh, it the world is so big but it's so small at the same time exactly. it's in, yeah Exactly. In terms of who we know and how kind of life just transforms itself and puts us in the same path uh, together. So uh, in this podcast here, it's about that small moment that created a big impact in your life. Would you say that it was the eight-year-old that got the first gig or kind of just break that down? What was your small moment that created a big impact in your life? Um, I would say like my mother. Okay. Like she believed in her kids like like my mom is crazy like she's like 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 we've always been up against the odds and against giants and she never was like afraid like there was never any moment where she's like like she knows how to um like instill purpose in her children you know and so um i would say like that was like a big thing for me growing up just seeing her example and seeing her dedication her faithfulness her love like just the way that she poured into people you know and just seeing that like 
we used to joke about it. Like, my dad, he's like, man, we can't go anywhere. You know everyone. You know, if she doesn't, she Your mom would have made a really good realtor. Incredible. Yeah. Incredible, you know? And, I mean, she's she's just that type of woman. And so she made such a major impact. Uh, her, my grandmother. Like, I, I come from a lot of strong women. Like, yeah. really incredible, tenacious, like, powerful women. And yeah. just, like, from my grandmother. Like, that's, like, one of my miracles right there. It's like... So they would all, like, whenever I win awards and stuff, like, they were front row celebrating me and um, just always supportive, you know? Mm -hmm. Like, like it's funny now as I've gotten older, like, they would fight for the awards. Like, I'm going to get this one. You got the last one, you know? And so that was, like, always motivating. And it kind of, like, just to see the impact of it. And um, I think another thing, too, it's, like, um, like, right now I get, like, applauded for, like, my black and whites. Like, I think I have some, like, I've been told I have some of the most, like, legendary black and whites, and it's, like, an honor. Yep. But, like, even the story behind that, like, I lost my father at 20, and so I was like, I'm not shooting. I'm done. I don't want to do any more photography. Uh, and then when I came back, like, I didn't shoot a black and white for eight years. Wow. I didn't, no edits, nothing, for eight years. And then when I, I was working on a photo, and I just couldn't find the color tones, and for some reason, I was like, let me just try black and white. Yep. Eight years later, and then... From there, it just really took off. And so, like, just seeing that rippling effect of, yeah. like, the people that invested their time from me, whether it's friends, um, my family, mm -hmm. like, that kind of help. I take that with me in my work. Yeah, know? it helps uh, push you forward constantly. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and, it, and it's amazing that you say that strong, powerful women were always behind you and supporting you. I would say that in today's society, that's even more necessary now. That's oh, why true. we have so many different movements. And it's, it's a beautiful thing for especially our children who are growing up in today's society to yeah. see that because that support and love being poured down into you really helps be you believe in yourself. Yeah. At times when you don't believe in yourself, you have everyone that's believing in you kind of just pushing the charge yeah. uh, for itself. So yeah. that's amazing story and, and that and that translates to my wife too like she oh. is like my biggest supporter you, you know, said like 14 years now 14 yeah 14? i've been with her like since 18 yeah. <laughs> so i think about that like more more than half of my life i've been with her you know yeah. and that's like incredible like wow. the love of my life like the dream girl but she's um so high school sweethearts college freshman college, year five. freshman year you know yeah. uh and the crazy thing about it like you know like my line was like, yeah, I'm a photographer. You know, you think, like, women are going to be like, oh. She's like, I don't like photos. I was like, oh, got to go back to the drawing board, yeah. you know. Um, but I'm but, an architect. Dad. Yeah, like, <laughs> yeah, yeah, you know. I'm going to change my major, you know. But uh, but she was, she, you know, she's always been super supportive. Like, yeah. just the way, like, even when uh, the last job that I worked corporate before I started my own business, like, I was like, dang, you know, they let me go. Like, times were changing at the time. Like, you know, dealing with recession. And she's like. You have that camera, let's go. Yeah. And, you know, so to, and she's always been supportive, you know, like, um, like she's incredible, you know, like, in, in for, she's not like a, a wife that's like resenting the work, like she's more so involved with the business and making sure. Supports you all the way through. All the way through. Especially all the way through. You know, with the whole entire thing of family and all, too. I told, I say that my wife has her job the kids and me yeah because i could be a handful too oh, a, lot, a lot supportive uh, yeah. all the way we we've been together since we were 16 years old oh beautiful so beautiful. it's amazing journey right yeah. kind of you said something about recession that's when we got married because when we realized that when things were in the down 
you know, down in the dumps, you still have this person supporting you yeah. by your side and pushing you forward. Like, I'm marrying this girl. Yeah, got it. You know, you're crazy if you don't. Yeah, you're crazy. <laughs> yeah. You know, and, and she's like, I mean, it's, it's, it's fun. Like, you need someone that just dreams with you. I yeah. mean, dreams, you know, like, um, it's funny, like, you know, like, when we were talking about real estate, like, when we first bought our home, like, we didn't have any kids. We were like, this is going to be this. And, and to just imagine, like, oh, crap, like, now we have three kids, you know, yeah. <laughs> and, and just seeing the progression. But our, our house is, like, it, it's it's been just a, an amazing haven, like, to see, like, the things that we've accomplished there. It's, it's incredible. It's all know? the memories, too. Of course. Uh, at the same time, everything is kind of built in your home with the the memories with the people that's inside it yeah right it's not about all the things that you put inside it. it's about the people that are there exactly. that really help build that foundation and it just grows yeah I love it. so incredible story really appreciate you getting on the show today and um, any words for an aspiring photographer or documentary documentarist per se, in your line of business, somebody that's in high school right now or in college trying to find their way, is there any um, words of inspiration that, that you'd like to share? Uh, I would just encourage them to just love what you do. You know, love what you do. Like, people used to tell me, like, you're not going to make any money from this. You're not, like, they would they would set these boundaries. And, like, I was always, like, watch. You know, like, I had opportunities. Like, I remember moving, moving to Oakland in my teen, like, late teens, right before college. And working with people, and they're like, "You'll never make money unless you shoot nudes." And I was like, Phew. "I was like, watch me, you know, like just for me. That's as I, I want to be an artist of like integrity, you know, and certain things. Like I, I look at like, can my work be reflected on children, the next generation? Like I don't want to be selfish. Like there's a reason like you don't want to expose kids to certain things, and I don't want to be like what you see is what you get. I don't want to be like a fake person, like." Love it. And, and adjusting. I, I'm not good at that. Like, yeah. I'm not good at... I was never, like, that kid that was good at lying. You know? Like, it just wasn't, you know? Yeah, you and, can be, like, a chameleon to all that. You yeah, like, this I is, just... This is what you got. This is what you see is what yeah, you got. Yeah, like, when I'm lying, it's, like, it's exposed. Like, come on, really? You know? So, it, it's funny, like, just living this life now, sometimes the truth of who I'm working with and what I'm doing is, yeah. like, whoa. Like, I would never imagine it changing like being able to go all over the world yeah. shooting you know i text my mom that the other day like man could you imagine like they're paying me for my perspective like that's crazy you know yeah. um but one advice i would say just love what you do um and and just just really invest in your craft like spend so much time on what you love to do like i feel like don't chase the money like the money will chase you yeah like, the money will know? follow you it will you just keep on yeah it will and like and it will like yeah. i'm not trying to like toot my own and I'm just grateful of the opportunities that happen, you know, and like sometimes you have to turn down like, you know, big opportunities because there are other opportunities that present themselves. Yeah. You know, so okay. that's happened a lot, you know. So but just, definitely yeah. Follow your passion but master your craft. Exactly. Master your craft. Yeah. yeah. So uh, with that, thank you so much for being on the show today. It was an absolute present yeah. pleasure to just have your you know learn about what you do how you do it and then just the inspirations and the small moment that created a big impact for you so thank Squint. you so much thank man. you